is Tony Johnson with Heron.org Soundbites. I'm here today with Jesus Herrera from Family Independence Initiative, a Heron grantee, to talk about FII's impact. Hi, Jesus. Hi, how are you? Very good. Excellent. So, can you just tell our audience a little bit about the Family Independence Initiative? What's the purpose? How it got started? Sure. Let me maybe say first uh, the purpose, and we're trying to do away with the traditional top-down approach of supporting people to achieve social and economic mobility. So rather than promoting a new program, service, or intervention, families and their communities, which we partner with directly, are the change agents, and our model is to invest in them and the solutions that they create for themselves. This is an idea that started about 15 years ago by our founder and CEO, Mauricio Lim Miller. He was frustrated with the fact that in his social service work, he had been able to make tons of individual impact in families, but not as a community. And so he began to think about his work differently and how the strengths of a community can really drive change. So FII was a recipient of an enterprise capital grant. Can you talk a little bit about what you needed the money for and how it was used? Sure. At that time, and we continue to uh, sort of support our growth capital plan, our business plan, uh, that we instituted to be able to grow and affect up larger policy change across the country. So what we want to do is to be able to disrupt the narrative around the working poor so that they're better supported and invested as they're driving change inside of their own households and again inside of their communities. We wanted to advance our technology. We wanted to grow the families that we were partnering, partnering with as well as we wanted to uh, influence the sector. So those first two are, are the ones really where we've been concentrating and we're beginning to get to that third part, uh, activating a sector to be able to think differently and change the lens of how they're looking at low-income communities. Today we are working with about 1,400 households, close to 5,000 adults and children, and what we hope is to double that this year, uh, double that again next year, and really are aiming to be able to achieve 20,000 households across the country that we're learning from on a monthly basis. So I just want to back up because I, I just want to make sure that it's clear that FII is really a technology platform mm -hmm. working with families to upload their data about what's happening in their lives, what successes they have, so that other families can learn from them. Can you just talk a little bit more about Sure. That? Yeah. So the interaction with families as we're working on the very micro level is that families opt in to participate by going to an online platform, sharing their goals, their incomes, their assets, their liabilities, and sort of begin to create a dashboard for their households, as well as, as it pertains to those goals, any actions that they're taking to be able to create movement towards them. And so for us on the aggregate, what we begin to see for a community like San Francisco or Boston, where we, we have been for over six or seven years, is really the path that people are taking and the successes and what it takes within their communities and their relationships in their network, as well as what sort of investments for them to sustain that mobility for themselves. So can you talk a little bit about what happened? So you got the Enterprise Capital Grant, and what impact did it have? And just more generally, what impacts are, are you seeing through FII? Sure. First is just being in good company. I think that your whole process of being able to think about the different organizations and their point of growth and affecting a larger mission, achieving that social change, I think that vetting process is really critical that gets others to say, hey, they know what they're doing. 
and we want to be able to drive our investment towards them as an organization. So that was really critical. I mean, we had a, a larger goal to meet and Heron Foundation was there from the very onset and really helping us to achieve it, as well as making sure that we had a, a sustainable business plan that we can implement. So those two pieces were really important. I think the other piece is you're a learning partner with us. And for us, that's really critical. I think most foundations or donors are looking to be able to say, hey, this is our best guess at being able to solve this problem. Great, I want to make the investment and just give us a report on your programs and services by the end of the year, where our relationship has been very different. You are participating in the way that we're learning from our families and the impact that it's having, but also as we're building our enterprise, right? And being able to continue to grow it, making sure that we have the the foundation and the pillars necessary to be able to do so. So that has meant hiring some critical staff as well as investing heavily in our technology so that we have the platform that we want for the future. So we often get asked what happened with the stakeholders that are part of our mission. We say we want to help people and communities help themselves out of poverty. So tell us a story about a community, a family. What does this look like on the ground? Sure. I'll share a little bit about East Boston. And so I started in Boston. I now work for the national organization. But, you know, my job initially was to go around and and have these conversations with individual households and be like, hey, listen, we want you to start sharing some of your most intimate data that you can. And you also report it and you put it online. And in exchange for that, we'll pay you a stipend to compensate you for your time for meeting with a a group of individuals. In addition to that, then there'll be some resources that you can access. And all I need is your bank account information and your social security number. And you can just imagine people were just like, you're crazy. There's no way I'm doing this. And so it took some relationship building. And so I, I think about East Boston, where we started with seven women who some of them were undocumented Others were struggling and sort of in that line of going from a a point of emergency to then because of two or three jobs, moving above that line. And they didn't know what to make of us and just wanted to test and say, hey, is this real? Could somebody really see us differently and actually trust us to get that investment that we need to do more? And in the last six years, um, so we've proven that we could be that partner. And one of the women inside of the groups, uh, her name is Beatriz, uh, just two years into it, just looked at us and she was like, when are you ready to take on 2,000 new families? Because I can give you the whole of East Boston. And we never recruited again, right? It was because once we built that trust and they had that trust with themselves in this community, it really became easy for them to bring in others. And so we actually are holding back that community because it would overtake our growth plans in Boston. And she's bad. This is a wonderful example where she, for the last six years, has invested heavily in different ways inside of our community. And it's her number one priority, her children and the network of support that they have. And she's been able to grow a side business as well as find a permanent job, that is reliable income, which she did not have when she started with us, as well as she has been able to stabilize her immigrant uh, situation of not being able to have a green card. So all of these gains have come, right? And it takes a long time. And we've been able to see from beginning to end, or it's not ending, but uh, her path in that way. And then the other thing that is really impressive, I think, about Beatriz is that, again, that there's this component that no matter what her personal gains are, she ultimately is always thinking, what can I do for my community? And I have so many examples of the same thing, whether it's in Boston, Detroit, New Orleans, Albuquerque, all the cities that we are at, where overwhelmingly 
initially families come in and they're like, yeah, I want to like maybe increase my savings or buy a home or I want to improve my child's educational attainment uh, opportunities. And without fail, eventually they all come back and say, how am I working and supporting my community? What are the key relationships that I have and the networks that I'm supporting to be able to support that community and ultimately my household? And I think that that's a really uh, different uh, narrative than what it is shared today about uh, these communities. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Jesus. No problem. Thank you for having me. For Heron.org, this is Tony Johnson.